I grew up in Malahide, which is a, a beautiful coastal town in North County Dublin. And I suppose I remember mostly spending, um, sharing my room with my, my brother Donald. And I was into football and he was into, into music. So I seem to remember being forced to listen to an awful lot of uh, Iron Maiden and uh, Twisted Sister and uh, Ozzy Osbourne. And then he got into uh, Bob Dylan, which lasted a long time. So um, there was seven years between me and Sean, which is my oldest brother. So there's four of us. And then seven years later, Mary came along. So I don't know if Mary maybe thinks that she was almost part of a second family, um, but we would have been kind of a little bit confused when Mary came along because there was four boys and I was I was the baby. I was used to being the baby. I was referred to as the baby uh, for the first six and a half years of my life. And uh, all of a sudden there was a little girl. So we really had to get our, our heads around the fact that we had a little girl in in the family. So, yeah, we were obviously very, very protective of her and, uh, and loved her to bits. And, um, and we still do. She's great. The Royal Ulster Constabulary was preparing the way for a deal which would give the Dublin government its first say after 64 years in the way the province is policed and justice is administered. The small town. So it was a political household and that politics was important. So Northern Ireland was important in, in, in my family, as you know, the, the developments of the Troubles and, uh, and what was happening and the IRA campaign and, uh, and the peace process. That, they were important things that we all sat around and watched television. I remember the Anglo-Irish Agreement being signed and there was almost this deathly silence in the room of we're all watching us and what it meant. And I remember asking my dad, what does this mean? And he said, well, we're, we're still trying to find out. I mean, my mum's dad, as in my granddad Lynch, would have been involved in the, in the War of Independence and the Civil War and he would have uh, escaped from jail. And of course, when I was a kid, I thought everybody's father, father was in the IRA. And it wasn't necessarily true, especially when you said that in, in history class and people kind of looked at you strangely. Um, and we would have gone up to um, Dundalk, where there is still a plastered over hole in a, in a, in a wall where the Garda barracks is there now, was, was a Civil War uh, uh, time prison. And he would have escaped uh, through that uh, hole in the wall when there was a, a bomb blast in the Civil War. And of course, on, on my dad's side, his uncle would have been involved in the 1916 Rising. So we would have been very aware of the heritage that our family had in in politics, in, in, in fighting for the for Irish freedom and all that sort of thing. And uh, I think that the Republican um, values we would have brought up with in our own family would have been ones of an expansive idea, a generous idea of republicanism based on 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 social justice, based on on, um, on rights, based on your responsibility to other people. It wouldn't have been have been based on a on a flag waving view of, of Irishness at all. Uh, it wouldn't at all have been a sense of a yearning for a united Ireland or anything like that. We weren't necessarily overly nationalistic or anything. We just it was current affairs was important, really important. And uh, I suppose maybe later in life I, I began to have a, a, a different appreciation of it, you know. The reason I chose Bruce Springsteen, Dancing in the Dark, is because when I was 10, the World Cup 1986 was on and this was the theme tune on RTE. And I didn't have any interest in sport at that time. And then all of a sudden, this thing exploded on the, on the TV screens and, and I just fell head over heels in love with Diego Maradona. And I just got completely and utterly obsessed with, with, with this World Cup late night sitting up with my, with my family watching uh, this sort of uh, faraway exotic coverage of, of these games in Mexico. And we all wanted to be Diego Maradona and that song reminds you of that time.
course I fell in love with the with sport in, in 86 with the World Cup and then I, I fell in love with the dubs when you know, dad brought me to the Leinster final in, in 1988 I just think Gaelic football is absolutely wonderful and the happiest times in my life are not just going to gal matches but the time I spent in Sheriff Street as, as a teacher I set up a Gaelic football team in the school a girls Gaelic football team because it was an all girls school and we managed to get to uh, five Dublin Championship coming the Munster Cup finals and uh, those kids gave me so much and I've learned so I learned more from being a teacher in Sheriff Street from those children than I've than I've learned uh, anywhere else because they they taught me that regardless of your circumstance or or who you are or who you are or where you're from and uh, there's absolutely nothing you, you can't achieve if you don't put your mind to it and uh, if I was to look back at, at the thing I'm proudest of in my life it probably would be uh, that Gaelic football team. I met Anya when she was working for Northside People newspaper, which is an excellent local newspaper in, um, in Dublin's Northside. And she was writing an article about housing conditions in the north inner city. And I was the candidate for the local elections in 2004. And uh, she rang me and we arranged to meet outside Connolly Station on a Friday, Friday the 13th of February. I remember seeing her uh, on the far side of, of the street crossing over uh, from the top of the street side of, over the pedestrian crossing there. And I remember knowing that it was her and I remember being struck by how, how gorgeous she was. And I remember thinking to myself that this was a pretty significant moment in my life. Um, it's kind of strange when you that topic will cross your mind but it, but it did and we spent the next two hours um, walking around you know housing conditions and looking at different flat complexes and meeting people and meeting uh, families who were who were struggling and all the while I was trying to make her laugh when I met her I was running for election and uh, I was I felt at the time I was under a lot of pressure to, to succeed there was a lot of people who were supporting me and I really wanted to win this council seat and and then I just met this absolutely beautiful, wonderful, you know, one in a million girl. And I wasn't necessarily giving her the, the time or attention that I, that I should have been doing in, those, in that early period when you, when you really want to connect with somebody and you really want to prove to somebody that you, that you like them. And I, I, I remember constantly just trying to convince her that, look, this election will be over soon. We met in February, the election was going to be in June. This song kind of, whenever I, I, I hear it, it reminds me of that time that, you know, this year's love, it, it, it's going to last. And um, I seem to remember ringing up a radio station uh, one night to, to have them play it. Uh, I always think of Anya, I always think of that time. And, and thankfully, uh, that year's love of 2004 actually has lasted.
This year. 